last time on Join the Party. Just real quick, sailing on the infinite whirlpool of time, pirate ship, time shark, well, time shark! Swallowed, Sonic Boom, Aggie is still Aggie, but Aggie is also multi-tool. That's all you really need to know. Got it? Good. Let's get the party started. Hey, Amanda, let's talk about what's what's going on with Aggie's whole situation. So after dragging through the brackish time water lake ocean, yeah. you have been very much changed. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Hey, Amanda. Yeah. What the hey, fuck? What, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It is so delicious and tasty. It's been two weeks since the last episode for us as well. And um, and I'm, I'm so sorry I couldn't talk to you guys about it. But when Eric said it has to be a gigantic life-altering change, the thing that came to mind for me was Aggie having a different power. And so I decided that stretchy limbs is a cool power and that instead of healing, that would be what Aggie got as a result of the diaphragm. And so thinking about what impact that would have on her life, you know, she has a different job. So Aggie is a forest ranger. She does <gasps> yes. like fire watches and kind of long solo trips, um, monitoring the locks and the forest system in Adirondack State Park. And because that is more of a solitary kind of pursuit, uh, she has her dog pizza that she keeps with her instead of a cat. And my superhero Sona is different. So my name now is Multitool. I love it. Incredible. I do need to know what kind of dog pizza is, though. (laughs) Important. Pizza is like a pibble mix. Great. Love it. Oh, good choice. Really stout. Very stout, but like, you know, those legs are working. They're going very fast to keep up with Aggie. Uh, So mechanically... Wait, Eric, this is very important. Did sushi turn in to pizza? Is sushi dead? Sushi never existed, man. Yeah, sushi never existed. That because Aggie oh, man. got different powers, this changes her entire life. Is basically how it how it comes down. So here's what this is mechanically. You're still a monk, but you have a different subclass. And we're actually using the way of the stretch, which is from No Capes. Uh, I came up with a while ago, before I even thought this happened, I was like, it would be so cool if there was like a Mr. Fantastic, Elastic Man, monk style thing. So now you can change, you can stretch your arms and you can stretch all of your limbs, but also you can change into different shapes. Yes, my options are um, extending my limbs. Like Eric said, I can become a rubber ball. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be fun for me. And I can stretch myself out really, really thin and wide to make a trampoline. Hell yes. Also, yes. a kite if you just turn. <laughs> yeah, that is quite true. Yeah. And later on, I do get kind of higher level stretchy powers, but that is my main thing. And I think what that means for Aggie's life is like, because her power is so conspicuous, she needed that more solitary career. And that means that her her cottage is a little bit more Spartan because she spends more time on the road and in Firewatch um, and lock houses. And whenever Quinn's in town, Quinn crashes um, at the cabin too. Still a cottage in Laketon, but Aggie calls it a cabin now. So does that mean that you're still well-known in Laketon, or are you sort of more just an average citizen? 
Yeah, Aggie is totally still well known, but I would say a little bit less, you know, not a caretaker. So she'll wave to her neighbors, you know, see people at like community functions. Um, And she does also do a lot of plumbing and like minor toilet unclogging because the super (laughs) for Laketon, Brian Roper, sucks and he's super incompetent. So she often has to do things that he's not getting to on her days off. Right. Brian Roper is now no longer canonically a cop. He is now the custodian of Mm. Historic Laketon. So Aggie's old job. Is Aggie still kind of the representative in the city council for Laketon? No, she's not. No, that's Brian Roper now. Yeah. Mm. I don't like incompetence in government. No, me neither. (laughs) Does that mean that Milo is now more well-known than Aggie in Laketon City? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yes! You're the most casually (laughs) well-known. Here's the only thing that I want to say about this, which is a little hard to wrap your head around in time loops. Everything that we've done in the podcast so far still happened. Like, nothing that we've done has been discounted. Like, the timescape... (laughs) has like now branched off into two ways when Aggie was born and like it's now there was the Aggie that is stretchy and there's the Aggie that had this these healing and calming powers and now those are two like divergent ones and now we're on this different path in this story the stretchy verse if you will the stretchy verse the stretchy verse yeah the details are different the outcome's still the same exactly exactly so like if, if you're listening to this and you're like oh nothing I listen to uh, makes sense anymore not true that's that it's not true <laughs> So does that mean that Milo and Val, like, do we know that things have changed or is it just like things have always been this way from now on? Oh, that's a good question. This is always what it has been. You met Aggie at the warehouse and Aggie had stretchy powers. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. And like maybe even all the way back to that first thing when Emily Slaughter was making you go through that American Ninja Warrior thing. I remember when Aggie busted the speaker that was playing Enya. Like, did you just like... You know, gum gum pistol, like use your stretchy powers to hit it. And now you just like punched it out. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. And I I think the only other difference really is uh, Aggie slightly less of a kind of caretaker to her siblings because she, you know, has her own life and isn't always reachable. And uh, Multitool took up Tegan's kind of standing offer to go on a couple dates because Multitool has many fewer people to protect than Preserver did. And Mm. uh, people who could kind of, you know, get hurt if her identity was ever compromised. Yeah. I'm really happy for multi-tool. I'm happy for Tegan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. No, there's there's still a bit of a tension in that uh, Aggie still runs into Tegan from time to time just in the course of, like, being a person who can, like, run people from the airport and, like, take them on tours into the state park. Yeah. Um, I want to make clear, Tegan is dating multi-tool. Yeah. <laughs> Not Aggie. Very. want to be very clear about that. The opposite of what's happening with Val. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. My final question, if you become a trampoline and Val or I use you to bounce off of and go on to, say, a roof or something, does it hurt the trampoline? No, it does not hurt the trampoline. That's great. All right. Good. However, there are mechanics, depending on how well Aggie as as the trampoline can uh, direct you in the way that you want to go. Yeah, if we get double bounced or, you know, whatever. Exactly. Or if you're instead of a trampoline, you're trying to make like, you know, like the firemen catch people who are jumping off a building sort of thing. Yeah. And whether or not it is one of those or a trampoline is the thing that is up for debate. Yeah. But no, I think we definitely have worked out some sweet combos about, you know, me kind of slingshotting you guys places. All about this. Love it. Yeah. All right. The only thing that's different about multi-tool is that uh, you're called the multi-tool because now your weapon that you're using is like... It's like an oversized uh, Leatherman or, or pocket knife. I Incredible. Multi-tool carries a walking stick, 
much like Preserver did. Uh, and the bottom is a sword. And the top, she can just kind of push a button and then two little arms of a slingshot pop out of the top. So Aggie can like stretch her finger back to use as a slingshot <laughs> to shoot like rocks and projectiles at people. Yeah. Truly incredible. She's outside Tegan's window shooting pebbles with her finger. Ping, ping. Adorable. <laughs> yeah, no, our, our first date was at a fire watch station, in case anyone's curious. <laughs> Incredibly with electric cute. candles. And then Tegan's like, So uh, who do you know who do you know in the Ranger service? Uh, I didn't think that through. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 so does Tegan go out to dates with the multi-tool in costume? Yeah. Yeah. That's so How weird. Do you eat? <laughs> um a great question, Julia. I think we have not had any eating-related dates yet. This is a problem that Aggie is going to have to very imminently solve. I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, my sister Erin has always been named Erin. And why Why would you point that out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Cassie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Tuna's ego is going to get so much bigger now that they're the only cat. <laughs> yeah, Tuna's been even bolder, if you could even think about that. Incredible. <laughs> Let's start with our good friend Milo. Milo, what time do you wake up on a Saturday if no one wakes you up? I mean, if no one wakes me up, 1 o'clock p.m. Incredible. (laughs) Can you make a con roll like we did before of how deeply you sleep? That is 9 plus my constitution is 2, so 11. Okay. At like 11.15 a.m., you're snoozing. You're snoozing so hard. It's like you are making an apple pie, but first you invented the universe (laughs) dream. (laughs) And you then wake up, you are then like shaken out of your dream because you hear people walking out of your bedroom. Like you hear like slow, like footfalls and people trying to move really slowly, like from your bedroom out of the door. I don't like that. Go away. Eric, I liked when I did the reveal and not when I got them. Uh, Milo shoots up and casts Thorn Whip instinctively, like, shoots it at the door. Just either, like, slam it or, like, stop them from leaving. Incredible. Make an attack roll for me. Plus nine, so that is a 25. Okay, you want to hit the door? Yeah, like, I don't want to attack them necessarily. I just want to stop them from leaving. I want to figure out who this is, why they're in my room, and uh, if I need to kill them. Okay, yeah, so you wake up, you shoot up. Not kill them, actually, Julia. No, I got it, I got it. I love that your ghost arm, I think your ghost arm might actually do, like, the stretchy thing for Thorn Whip. Yeah. Like, you're using a stick, a ghost sticky hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you hear the door open, and it's like, whoopa, and slams the door, and you look up and you see that Lucas, Zach Rose, and Apple are sneaking out of your room, and they're like, ah! And you look around, and you see that all of the things you own that aren't nailed down from your apartment <laughs> are all in your room right now. <laughs> like your table, your table, like as much of the couch as possible, you see that like they got your whole couch standing up, standing upright <laughs> in there, like chairs, as many of your pots and pans as possible, like everything that's not your refrigerator and your TV is in there. Like everything is jammed in your room plus the other stuff that was in your room. And they turn around and they go, ah! And I think Apple and Zach Rose go, what? And Lucas is trying. Let me roll on this. Oh, my. What a reveal. Lucas rolled a nat one. So Lucas Lucas. said, I'm sorry, we kept this a secret. He had ghost powers. Oh, Lucas. 
Lucas, no. Oh, Lucas, you sweet, God. sweet child. In a row, it's just all of them screaming at Lucas. Be like, I'm sorry. I should have kept this a secret. Milo, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told the secret. <laughs> uh, Milo just starts bursting out laughing uncontrollably and then says, all right, I guess, I guess we need to talk. Um, but first, get this out of my room. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a montage of them taking the stuff out of your room as they explained to you that uh, they texted you to see what you were doing. They were going to go to the protest on May 1st to protest the poor wages at Thornhill, Saltwater Taffy, and other candy confectionaries. Awful. <laughs> and uh, they wanted to know where you were, so they ended up, because you you were so close to the protest, they stopped off at your house, but you weren't there, and the door was unlocked. So instead, you forgot your key again. Oh my god! They went to the protest, came back, and then pranked you. And then they all kind of fell asleep. And then they woke up and saw you were in your bed. And they're like, "Oh, I guess the prank didn't work. Milo's asleep in his bed." And then they woke up and were trying to walk away as a prank kind of fell apart. And Apple's like, "That would have been a really good prank, but we didn't know you could Danny Phantom through walls." Yeah, it's gonna be a. Uh, it's gotta be a. A ghostly day in hell before you pull a prank on. I don't, guys, sit down. We gotta talk. <laughs> <laughs> we star swipe away as you explain everything, and Lucas does his best to apologize to both you and his friends once again. All right, let's check in on our good friend Val. Val, what time do you usually wake up when you don't have anything to do on a Saturday? You know what? I feel like it's probably about 10, but I also feel like Val, you know when you wake up really early a bunch that's not in your normal schedule and then your body is like, oh, we're waking up this early now all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Val just like jolts awake at nine o'clock being like, why is my phone not ringing? What's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think you look around and, you know, it's your same apartment in the same way and Hitomi is is laying there still incredibly asleep. Um, but you check your phone, and it is 9 a.m. May 2nd. Oh, tight. We did it. I killed that shark. <laughs> and you get a notification to wish, wish Eric Silver happy birthday. <laughs> Val writes on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> While you're writing on Eric Silver's wall on Facebook, Tommy stirs and, like, rolls over, and she, like, rubs her eyes and says, Oh, mm, how was your... Um, Italian food emergency. It was <laughs> great. As as far as Italian food emergencies go, pretty good. No. Um, Want to go look at places on Street Easy today? Why? Why would we do that? Because I want you to move in with me. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> what? How did you? I was gonna say that. What? <laughs> Julia the player feels a little guilty about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's like, well, how did you how did you know I also wanted to move in with you? It sounds great. I very much want that. Uh, that would be great. I just got that vibe and I was like, you know, Tommy stays over here a lot and uh, maybe we can find a bigger place together that we can make our own. Oh my god. You know, when we were both Sagittarius's my friends was worried that like we would we would be <laughs> conflicting, but like actually you we were reading each other's mind. This is incredible. Ugh. I'm, I'm canonically a Leo, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she still that's still canon. She does say that. Great. I love it. <laughs> she still says that. 
Yeah, uh, I think Hitomi visibly has a weight lifted off of her shoulders. She was like, I was so worried that I didn't, you know, I didn't see you yesterday and I've been thinking about this for a while and I had built up all my courage that I was going to do it, but then you had an Italian emergency and you didn't get home until I fell asleep. And But it's it's incredible. I want to do, oh, I wish every single day was like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm making uh, matcha ricotta pancakes, and you can't stop me. Oh, my God, me. you're the best. <laughs> she uses her big bird bones and walks over to, into the kitchen <laughs> and makes you matcha ricotta pancakes. Is that a th- real thing? I hope so. It should be. I'm kind of into it. it. I kind of want to try it. TikTok, get on it. Get on it, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, Val, is there anything you want to do, or are you good? I think I need to go have that conversation that I had with my mom in like the second to last loop about like, yeah, I have superpowers also. What are you doing? So sure. cool. I feel like we'll probably just like replay that normally. But is that how you want to do it? Like the same way that sh- that it was? Yeah, I don't think it ended badly. So. No, no, I think that no, it's totally fine. I think that you, you two were very cagey around each other for a while on that. And then she tells you. That she used the gun and brandished the gun to keep Ant-Man's goons away. And then you told her about the powers and she's ultimately proud of you. I mean, she said this before. is like, you know, you got a good head on your shoulders and uh, you are the defender that uh, Little Italy needs. And I loved how you kicked that, uh, uh, Mother Mary, forgive me, uh, bullshits. <laughs> but Thank great. you. Yeah. Also, Hitomi and I are going to move in together. Oh, my God! <laughs> and then she, like, pulls a cloth that's recovering, like, a bunch of figurines, and it's just, like, a bunch of new boob mugs, and she's like, I made these for you! <laughs> well, now we'll have a whole cabinet full. I'll make sure we get a place with a lot of kitchen space. <laughs> oh, you bet. Listen, if you weren't doing this, were you actually my child? Would you have been, uh, what, you're going like, to get a place that doesn't have good kitchen space? I what have mean, I been obviously, doing? Obviously, Ma. What have I been doing this entire time? I want you to know, also, I brought you into this world, and I can take you out of it. That's fair. <laughs> it's absolutely fair. I don't think I could hurt a hair on your head, Ma. Firearm or not, I could do it. Okay. Nice. Was firearm a pun? Yeah, because it was an ice arm. Yes, 100%. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> but it's a dual meaning because Val has firearms. And there's a yeah. gun. Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't yeah. even think yeah. of that. That's very yeah. good. Love it. All right. Yeah. Let's pop over to Aggie's new life or the life that you've always had this entire time. Um, so you're waking up at 10 and you get the text and you're reading the article. At some point, Carmen sends the article around. She's like, Press break. LT3. <laughs> this is actually really great. I, I don't know. I know you have that. that- partnered that relationship with Keegan Murphy. She sounds very, like, very upbeat on text. <laughs> Although she might be... <laughs> Carmen has lots that. of uh, exclamation points. She just puts exclamation points if she isn't feeling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of exclamation <laughs> points. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. like, great, this came out great. Thank you for your relationship with Keegan Murphy, exclamation point. <laughs> uh, this is this wonderful. This totally makes you look uh, awesome, uh, especially against the establishment, exclamation point. So she sends that around to all three of you and to Dr. Morrow. Val types back. Yeah, thanks for your relationship with Tegan Murphy. I meant that in a professional way, but also eyes emoji. <laughs> I think Aggie sends back a, a string of emojis, like the see no evil, the dancer, a little speedboat, and like a kiwi. Um, <laughs> I got everything but the kiwi. <laughs> yeah, nice. Just, just, a, just a fun little pop of color at the end. 
Gotcha. Milo just writes back. Who's dating who now? What? Hmm? We went over this. I need to figure out how to eat around them. <laughs> it's, date, it's date four, and I feel like by date four, you need to eat in each other's presence. What about a big funnel? I just, I feel like having a, 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 like, ski jump into my mouth is not the most sustainable thing for this relationship, potentially. What about a big straw, exclamation point? It's, it's a pretty good point, Carmen. Maybe maybe Boba is, is date four. <laughs> there you go. But I think we should all also, like, update Dez and, and Dr. Morrow somehow. Yes. Just text Dr. Morrow. Out of the time loop. <laughs> is, that, is that what you want to do? Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Des says, What? And January says, What? And Dr. Morrow responds with a voice message that says, I knew it! And uh, there's also a gif of Dr. Morrow doing that from a previous <laughs> press conference that she said. Back in a group text with just the three of us, I'm like, Yeah. Did Des's dad own the shark? Or is the shark just live in Des's dad TV? No, I think the time shark just existed in the time sea and had nothing to do with Des's dad. Gotcha, okay. I killed that shark. Very <laughs> proud of that. I'm uh I'm sorry you had to spend so much time inside the shark, Val, but I'm I'm glad I mean, no one had like life altering implications, right? Like I'm glad we got out of there. Yeah, no, it was pretty chill. I got a cool amulet and also some sneakers. Hey, this this uh this uh hero relationship has really killed the shark, hasn't it? Milo has left the chat. <laughs> As he should, he would have been booted otherwise. Dude, what does killed the shark even mean? Milo fucked up jumping the shark? Yeah, exactly. It's one step further than jumping the shark. Incredible. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that that really late episode of Happy Days where Fonzie comes back with a harpoon <laughs> and shoots the shark. Murders that, that made- shark. <laughs> It was a really dark turn. Yeah. Comes back as Rambo to re- for revenge. It's like, hey, get out of my ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Aggie, as you're wrapping all this up, you get a phone call on your regular person phone from an unlisted number. I answer. Uh, you just hear the shrieking of monkeys. <laughs> just like, <laughs> as soon as you pick up, it's just like... <laughs> And, she, and then your mom is just like, hello, Margaret. <laughs> Dr. Zoidberg is in the background, apparently. <laughs> Do not besmirch my Borstvelt crustacean friend. That is firmly, whoop, 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 whoop. this is. <laughs> mom, can you go somewhere the monkeys are not? <laughs> Honestly, Margaret, they're everywhere. I'll try my best. And then you, you see, you hear like, and then like some brush swishing and then a door open and close and the monkeys are like only a little bit less loud. <laughs> Mom, I don't call you when I am like next to a waterfall or actively clearing a brush fire. You know what I mean? Well, you should so that I can be more involved in your life. <laughs> I don't know anything. I'd love that. Hold up. I want to hear the crackling of nature renewing. That's what you told me. <laughs> Uh, yes, the, not all forest fires are bad. It's actually really important. Okay, whatever. Uh, how how are you? How's dad? What's going on? Where where are you? Uh, you hear the door opens and the monkeys get really loud again for a second, and then the door <laughs> closes and be like, "Oh, is that Margaret? <laughs> Hi, Margaret. It's dad. <laughs> Hi, dad. How are you? Where are you guys? Monkey jungle. <laughs> okay. Uh, what what's going on? 
Your mom is like was holding up the phone to your dad and then takes it back. She's like, oh, well, you know, this is the first time we've had service in a while because we were on top of that mountain, but you didn't pick up. I guess you were doing something important with, you know, the renewal of, of nature, uh, fire or not. Well, it's fine. I understand. Uh, you, you don't have service out in the forest. But uh, I wanted to talk to you about something uh, if you had a chance. Uh, now is as good a time as any. What's up? Okay. Are you ready? Am I? What? And then you hear thump. Tell the monkeys to go away. Tell them to go away. Hey, Margaret, are you still there? Yes. Have you? Did you call everyone else? What's going on? Oh, okay. Are you ready? It's good news. Uh, that makes me more nervous. What? Uh, we've been talking to Brian Roper. You know, custodian, real, uh, real big, uh, big guy over. You know, in, in historic Laketon. And he was saying that uh, they've gotten a dispensation to uh, build two more homes in, around the lake. And uh, we were thinking. Maybe we move into those, and we can move uh, live back in Lake Town City. How about that? I just wanted to get your opinion before we're, uh, we were thinking of doing this this wonderful, incredible thing to have our family closer. But uh, what, what do you think about that? What did What did everyone else say? What did Danny and Aaron say? Uh, you know, Danny, we, we were trying to get in touch with him. I guess he's just in like a painting fog. And Aaron said, "Great over text," but you know, I never know what Aaron what Aaron means over text. <laughs> Uh, no, listen, I, A, I would double check that. I genuinely don't know how Brian Roper passed the civil service exam. Um, and I would just like to say that every toilet he fixes, I have to go back and fix. That's not my job, mom. I have, I have a limited number of days off each season. That's what I'm spending them doing. Um, so anyway, just double check it, but no, that, that sounds nice. I mean, I'm, you know, that I'm gone for, for long stretches at a time. And like Quinn is already using my house to crash at, you know, and when she's in between shoots and stuff. So, um, it, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice, but that sounds like a, a big change for you guys. Yeah, it's right. We want to, you know, go back to where our roots are and we can be closer to you, but you'd be able to spend more time with us. Like if, you know, you tell the, the park that your, your parents are here and you, you can't be out uh, at the fire watch all the time. Like you'll be able to talk to them about it, right? You know, we, we just got paid family leave um, statewide and I don't, I don't think they extend it to hanging out with your parents because <laughs> it's like, you got to already prove like, like real caregiving for, you know, people who need it. And like, even that is hard to do. Well, I, you know, I've been reading about work-life balance. The work-life balance hasn't, hasn't come to uh, the, uh, the Adirondack State Park yet. I just think it would be really important if we moved, like, well, we wouldn't be doing it just to, you know, see Dr. Morrow every once in a while and reminisce about the old days. Like that's... Listen, I, um, I, I definitely look forward to seeing you. It's been, it's been like two years since, since you guys were back. Um, and it's, listen, I'm not gonna, you know, when I, when I get family time, I really want to make it count because it is so rare, but like you guys, um, have not been part of my life since I was basically 22. And if you're going to come here full time, like that will be an adjustment. I have my own life. I have my own routines. You know, I, I have a, a life here that you guys, um, have not chosen to be a part of. And I think it's, you know, it's time to make a new relationship with, with all of us as adults. You know what I mean? There's silence on her end. And by silence, I mean your mom's not saying yeah, anything, yeah. but you hear the screeching yeah, of monkeys. monkeys. Yep. Yeah, the monkeys are definitely not <laughs> silent. Um, and she says, Well, Margaret, I appreciate you being 
honest with me, but it's actually quite hurtful, even from across the globe. So we'll talk about it when we get back. Uh, Mom, living alone in the forest for three months at a time feels less lonely than being part of this family sometimes. So we have a lot to talk about, and I uh, I look forward to, to doing so. Woof. Burn the forest down. <laughs> well, I don't know when the monkeys will let us fly out, but, you know, we'll be back at some point. We'll, t- we'll tell everyone. Yeah, and call someone else besides Brian, okay? Just Just double check. Fine. Okay. I love you, Mom. Listen, just because you have things to talk about doesn't mean I'm not your kid. I love you too, Margaret. Okay. Make sure you talk to everyone else, too. Okay. <laughs> Close the door! And then she hangs up the phone. Wow, she hung up first. Big change. Yeah. It was more of the, mon- the monkey. Imagine a monkey jumped in and <laughs> threw the, the phone on the ground. take the phone and just take it on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. Now, Eric, I know you meant if, like, the monkeys would be calm enough to allow a plane to fly out. But in my head, I did imagine that the monkeys were operating the FFAA tower <laughs> at the airport. <laughs> All fair. All totally fair. Hey. It's Eric. For Father's Day, I went to my dad's house, which I have some fraught feelings at that particular house. But while I was there, I looked around in my closet, which I haven't really touched for like 10 years or so, and I found so much stuff from high school. I found my old Game Boy Advanced SP, which still has a charge, which I want to point out. It's awesome. I found Pokemon cards. I found basketball cards. And it was just from doing the work to look around for something I knew was there. I found it and it made me feel great. So hopefully this week you put the work in, you make yourself feel good, even if you're putting yourself in a tough situation that you are stressed out about, you can put the work in and find something good in the nugget. Welcome to the mid-roll. There was a Charizard. I can't believe that. I'm going to wear it around my neck while I play Dungeons & Dragons. First of all, welcome to everyone who's joined our Patreon for the last two episodes. Mary, Ashley, Victoria, Paul, and Rhiannon. And thanks to Lada, shout out Lada, who resubbed as an annual patron and also tweets at us all the time and makes my heart sing by saying nice things. I want to say, it's pretty unusual to be able to run an indie podcast as a full-time job. Like, Join the Party is my creative outlet as we do all the stuff with Multitude and all of that. And we can only do that because of our patrons. All of you make room in your budgets every single month to support indie creators like us, and we are so grateful. If you want to be one of those people, support Joe the Party, get access to all kinds of excellent bonus content, and join the best place on the internet, our patron-only Discord, you can do that for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Also, you should check out the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective. I think you'd like Meddling Adults. It is a whodunit game show for charity. There aren't enough game show podcasts out there, and I think Meddling Adults is incredible. It comes from Mike Schubert, and it combines his two favorite things, children's literature and winning. And I think you're going to love this with an added sprinkle of doing good things for good people. Each week, two guests go head-to-head in a contest solving children's mysteries from classics like Encyclopedia Brown, Scooby-Doo, and Nancy Drew. And the winning contestant earns money for a charity of their choice. If this is your shit, subscribe in your podcast app or learn more at meddlingadults.com. You're going to love it. Also, Amanda and I competed. 
Brandon's competed. Julia's competed. You're going to hear all of our voices on that biz. Meddling adults, multitude, get it. We are sponsored this week by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. I would like to make a point about how customizable this is. So I'm going to list all of the poses you can put your character's body into. You ready? Low sidekick, soloist, standing still, relaxed regard, bridge guard, come at me bro, contraposto, English archer, fallen angel, heavy weapon, helping hand, infantry, leaping, notorious spy, poor Yorick, power up, pumped up, ring bearer, roguish stance, sneaking, ta-da, three-point landing, tread lightly, up, up, and away, wave, winding up, on guard, pugilist, crouching, advanced, shambling, and prone, whew. Those are just the poses. You can also like have small articulations of heads and arms and shoulders and elbows. It gets very granular. You know you want to make your own minis. Go to HeroForge.com and make your own mini in these poses today. We are also sponsored by Stitch Fix. Shopping for clothes can be daunting. You never know if things will fit, returns are difficult, and you don't even know what store to start with. This season, let Stitch Fix do all the hard work. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Every piece is chosen for your fit, your life, and it's easy to find what makes you look and feel your best. The best part is you can try on these pieces at home before you buy, keep your favorites, and send back the rest. Amanda has opened my eyes up to just, like, buying stuff from the internet and not being afraid of, like, sending things back. And you don't have to go into an actual store and the terrible dressing rooms that always have, like, the worst mirror and the worst lighting. You get to do this from home, and Stitch Fix gives you free shipping package to send back. That prepaid envelope is included and so clutch. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash join the party and you'll get 25% off. You keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash join the party for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash join the party. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you gave your tibia to a witch that lives out in the woods who said they would make you feel better if you gave up one of your bones and you're like, okay, but I kind of need this back because it controls my arm. And she's like, yeah, 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 don't worry about it, but we're going to like talk about this stuff, don't worry. And you haven't heard from her in like three weeks and you're worried you're not going to get your tibia back, but really all you need is a therapist? Well, better help is for you. You get help from a licensed professional counselor. Here's how it works. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with a counselor. Then you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't go in person and you never need to wait in an uncomfortable waiting room ever again. And finally, you can message your counselor anytime that you want in case that there's something in between sessions you've been thinking about and they respond in a timely, thoughtful way and manner. So, Try it out at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. That is Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional and not some woman who lives in the woods who takes your bones. Also, join the party listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you go to BetterH-E-L-P.com slash join the party. Thanks, BetterHelp. And now back to the show. Okay, well, I guess all three of you, those were the things that to resolve the end of the time loop. Do, do you all want to do uh, anything on May 2nd? 
I think that Aggie wants to run over to Town Hall and and just look in the archives a little bit. She just has had some things that she wanted to look up, and Sundays are are normally a good day to go because there are you know the weekend crew is is out covering the park, and um, no one is around to really bother her in Town Hall. Sure, yeah, you can shoot over there. Um, what are you looking for specifically? You know, this is something that uh, that Vulcani and Multitool were talking about a little bit during the time loops um, when we were waiting for time to reset. And uh, I would love to know a little bit more about that first mayoral election. I, I want to know who ran against Dr. Morrow. Sure. Why don't you make an investigation check? Okay. I got a seven, but I am going to reroll. I still have <laughs> luck points. Everything's the same, except I'm a little higher in nature now. Okay. Good. That's an 18. Nice. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you pop down there, you're looking in the archives, 18 investigation, you're using all of your uh, latent librarian. Eric, uh, none of the Forest Service records are digitized. And so looking through <laughs> old ledgers and shit is something Aggie has gotten extremely good at. Okay. With an 18, I want to make something clear. Milo found this out by going into the, like, the CIA's office and, like, going onto his dad's computer who happened to be the point man and was literally the person writing all of this down, okay? Like, okay. that's how Milo figured that out, especially on a nat 20, right? You flatter me, Eric. It was a great move. It was awesome. But also, you rolled that nat 20. So, like, you got everything, right? With an 18, I, I know what you're looking for is, is like, um, like, this was the first ballot in Lake Town City. This is like a, you know, like, that's what you would get, like, on a 20 plus, right? But with an 18... What you can get are that they definitely kept, like, some relics that they've kept from, like, the 70s and 80s of Laketon before the boom happened. And I guess, like, these things were put together for, you know, like, if there was, like, a mini exhibit in Town Hall that they put on, like, the first floor. And, like, it's like, oh, wow, this was for a beach party that happened. Or this was, like, for if people wanted to come up during Christmas. So they would all have, like, a big banquet together. And if it's, like, the opposite of a, of a Christmas in July. It's like Christmas in the summer house. You know, one of those things. And I think that what you did realize is that there was a flyer advertising more people to get cabins in mm. Laketon. And there was a contact number at the bottom of this flyer that was for Homeowners Association President Johannes uh, Reinhardt. Guys, the real Gutenberg's first name was Johannes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aggie's going to write that down. Mm -hmm. And text Val. Like, this was the most official thing I could find, but if, if Lake Town City's anything to go by, like, that's someone who had power then. Uh, and I am very curious. Wonder if we can track down this motherfucker. I think at this point, as you're coming out of the town hall, you get a text. It says, <laughs> it says, maybe John Paul. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like that he has my phone number. No, it's just, it's just to Aggie. It's just to okay, Aggie. Good. Okay. It's, or to your superhero phone. It says, hey, uh, I just want to catch up, see what's up, if anything's going on. Do you have a chance for like, you and the, and the other and the other LT three to like hang out and like to like catch up whatever. A hundred percent, man. I'm I'm so glad you reached out. Let me coordinate with them one sec. Yeah. And I'll ask these guys if they're free. Oh, uh, so busy. <laughs> we have we have apartment viewings set from like two to four, but after that I can come by. 
<laughs> listen, let's meet for like a brief meal. Let's either meet at my place or we can meet, you know, out at a at an Astros. But I, I think if he reached out, he he's not going to do it for feelings. You know, like either he either needs something or has something. And I think it's worth finding out. He asked for everybody specifically or else I'd, you know, I'd, I'd jump on this. That's a fair point. Can we go to Jeff? Uh, I haven't got my juice today. Excellent. You know, those those seats are so uncomfortable that no one wants to stay there more than like 20 minutes. So I think that's, <laughs> that's perfect. perfect. Maybe, yeah. is that what Emily was thinking? Fuck, I need to really think more ahead with her. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, you guys can meet a juice 100%. Okay, yeah. So um, I think you guys all meet up and uh, I think you all, you all get there first. And because it's downtown, that's where people like go to lunch and stuff. So it is like a little slower, but there are people like going in and out. So it's like fairly packed. Like people are throwing out smoothies and stuff all the time. Like there's enough people around that like no one cares about your conversation. They're like only in their conversations. There's enough like of a din there as people are like slinging purple smoothies and acai bowls and all that stuff. People are too focused on their metaphysical, philosophical discussions about the sun and Sagittarius and all those things to notice mm-hmm. us. Yeah. This is for Brandon specifically. Brandon, make an insights check with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Two and an eight and plus, I think it's nine. Yeah. No, what would you, what would you say your personal insight is? <laughs> like Brandon's? Yeah. I'm rolling. This is a Brandon roll. Oh, um, zero? Negative. No. <laughs> All right, so you get a two. Hey, Brandon, here's the thing. If you have a cold, just drink apple cider vinegar. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Also, make sure you rinse your mouth out after you drink the apple cider hurt vinegar. Teeth, because obviously, teeth. it's going to No, no, no. Actually, no, no, no. Just drink it. Julia, just drink it. <laughs> I can't condone this. <laughs> <laughs> my enamel, Eric. My enamel. My enamel. All right. You guys are hanging out there. And uh, I think John Paul shows up. He's not wearing the black coat anymore. Again, he's just kind of like wearing like a, I know, like a, like a band, like an old band t-shirt and some je- and jeans and sneakers. Very casual. Very much like the last time you saw him. He still has that like hangdog look on his face because he just has a very long face with with black eye bags for staying up too early trying to buy Beanie Babies. But he still like he does look a little like lighter, a little lighter in his step. But he's not actually lighter because he's carrying a really, really large gym bag with him. What's in the bag, bruh? <laughs> yeah, you look great. Glad to see you. What what the hell's in there? Oh, you know, I it was kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, oh, hold on. <laughs> As, uh, the bag, like, settles on the ground with a thump. He's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I just want to thank you all for, like, doing all that stuff for me. And uh, I realized I shouldn't have been um, using the collective action of workers for my own personal benefit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, mm-hmm. um, my relationship actually seemed pretty toxic. And uh, so, like, I'm not going after her anymore. I'm just going to try to live my life. Oh, good. If you guys do know, like, somewhere, like, for me to rent, that would be pretty cool. Because I need to do that. How do you feel about pizza? <laughs> oh, pretty good, actually. I do. I love pizza a lot. Okay, because, like, my, my apartment might be opening up in the future at some point. So maybe, maybe you could potentially rent it after me. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, that would be super cool. That would be awesome. I, I think it would be good. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure... Well, this is kind of related to what I wanted to talk to you about, but I wanted to give you, to, like, say thank you to you guys. And um, he reaches into the gym bag and comes out. Like, and he, like, braces herself. <laughs> he, like, he reaches, he puts his whole, like, top half of his body into the gym bag and then comes out with, like, in his arms are just, like, 
bricks of hundred dollar bills. What? And he drops. Paul, put that away. <sighs> what are you doing? What? I, I just... think it's illegal to carry that much cash. Have you guys never seen a, a bag full of money before? What, no, what are you guys Val? reacting this no, way for? No, I have for? not. No, doesn't it look cool? I thought it looked really cool. This it, is it a cooperatively cool. owned juice. They are not okay with capitalism in this in this place. <laughs> uh, Milo, make it make an insight check for me. <clears throat> seventeen total. It was seventeen. Hey, although you said that to uh, John Paul. You know the juice fucking sold out, man. <laughs> juice loves capitalism. That's true. Oh, no. Yeah, they're using, like, union buzzwords, but they're actually, like, they pay their workers really poorly, and the CEO of Juice gets, like, tons of bonuses all the time, Boo. and they work with, like, Sounds right. wild places. Uh, John Phil's like, no, well, I just wanted to thank you guys for helping me, and yeah, I thought it would be cool to, like, bring you stacks of cash. It would be nice to be financially, like given money for our superheroing every once in a while. Where did you get this money first? Was yeah. this a, did you short something? Oh yeah, like I, I still knew the thing that was happening, so like I just did it set it at like eight AM and then I showed up to the spot. So but it all happened and I took it all out of my account. People like will do wild things for you when you have like a hundred million dollars just like in there. Alright, well I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. How many of those millions do we get? Just to just to check real quick. Well, banks are usually not open on Saturdays. Is something that I learned. So, <laughs> but like they opened for me, which I thought was really cool. That is cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is only like a million here. Like I have a lot. Of, I, it was more like for the for the surprise for you guys. Like this isn't all of it, but I was like, so I'll take this bag, and then you can bring Aggie and Milo their bags. <laughs> you know, no. sometime in the future. No, I think it would just be easier for you guys to split the things that I have here. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives each of you $100,000 in cash. Okay. Wow. I mean, thank you. In, in like bricks. <laughs> Just stuffing it into their jacket. Val's like, thank you very much. This is very kind of you. Yeah, I just, I want to say thank you. And you guys are, it was cool that you did that. So like, I, I think I'm just going to like keep investing this and like see what's happening. But like, you know. Smart. You know what you should invest in, John Paul? Your community. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really just, like, the most powerful thing. You know, like, imagine how people treated you in the bank today. Like, imagine if, if everybody had kind of a little more standing or if they were less kind of financially insecure themselves, like, what they would go out and do, you know, and, like, what they could do for their community and, you know, really investing that. I think that's valid. so smart. Smart thing you've ever said. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Smartest thing I've ever said. Okay. <laughs> I opened my eye. I'm like, oh, come on with me. <laughs> no, I, no, it'd be cool. I mean, like, you know... Although, like, it turned out that he was a really bad guy, I did learn, like, a lot of, like, like VC strategies, and I thought that was um, that was pretty cool. From Gutenberg? Yeah, I mean, like, he really, yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, um, I, I need to go, like, defeat him. Um, so, <laughs> oh. do you have, like, his contact info? Like, where do you guys meet? You know, that would really be helpful. And again, I, I, I will make it clear. Uh, I'm not gonna tell him that it came from you. Uh, it's more like you know, whatever you have by way of helping us, you know, would be just an additional nice present on top of this completely unexpected uh, financial contribution. To be clear, oh. also, like, we're chill, right? Like, we don't owe each other anything. This is just goodness out of your heart. Yeah, you know? no, because you all, like, changed my life, and then I gave you $100,000, so it's equal. Okay, good. I yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure we weren't, you know, your superhero, pri- I mean, your private friend are me. You know what I mean. Wink. <laughs> we, we'll be your friends because we want to be your friends you know what I mean oh nice I really appreciate that yeah yeah yeah. 
I really appreciate how we had to say explicitly that like we don't owe each other anything because that's what friends do. They're like really clear. I mean, yeah. so my friends have not given me a hundred grand to be fair. Oh, okay. I thought that's like a thing friends did to each other. So you know, it's, it's not, and that makes it all the more exceptional. You know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can give you like his con, his like contact information if that's what you want. That would be wonderful. That yes. Would be great. Yes. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I can give you the, the his website. That's like what I was using um, where I found him the first time. So like he directed me to this thing, and that's how we we talked. Um, yeah, I can totally I can give it to you. And he pulls it up. And he texts it to Aggie, and it's a uh, www. Uh, honestly, it's probably just www.gutenberg.com. Like I, he probably got that. And like I don't know if that exists in our world that we're existing in, but he probably, if Gutenberg exists, he got Gutenberg.com or .org or .biz or whatever it is. Gutenbe.org. Yeah, Gutenbe.org. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. Wasn't expecting it to be so straightforward. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I want to like Google Aggie. Can we like Google that guy's name and also Gutenberg and see what comes up on the internet? Because if he's like yeah. a well-known VC guy or something, or is making a lot of money, he's got to exist somewhere on the internet, right? That's a great point. John Paul, you, you did the, the bots and stuff, right? Like, you're pretty good at the internet? Like, get on the dark web and things? Yeah, I can do that. I mean, Gutenberg was the one who put together the bots and stuff, but I could try. I mean, we you could just go to the website if you want to check it out. Yeah, no, let's just, like, I just would love your help now while we're here, you know, drinking our... Um, collectivism uh, morning smoothies which looking back on it is kind of a fucked up name um we uh i i found the name of a of a guy from older lake 10 and i want to know if he's like changed his identity or who he is specifically if he's gutenberg because i, I kind of think he is we need a hacker on the team i was just like do i know any hackers or we need to convince carmen to go to the dark side you know Milo, why are you raising your hand when I asked if we have hackers? <laughs> You've never seen me hack, you don't know. <laughs> I feel like you would have volunteered this information earlier if you were actually a hacker. I, I've built, um, in 11th grade, I built the school website on HTML. Okay, that's not that what I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I spend a lot of time on Neopets building websites, too. Like, what are we just saying things that are true about ourselves? Why are we sick burning both Amanda and me? <laughs> uh, great. So let's let's all put our phones on the table and uh, let's look up Johannes Reinhardt. Cool. Uh, I think you look up Johannes Reinhardt and I think that you don't find anything like specific. Like if you were just Googling that name, I think that it could be like that's just some dude's name. Like you're not finding anything that pops up immediately on the first page of the Google results. There's no like LinkedIn that says like, you know, Johannes Reinhardt, CEO of Evil Inc. or something like that? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to try like LTC, Lake 10, yeah, like election, a bunch of different keywords. Yeah, I think that you see like, I don't know, maybe it like popped up on a Wikipedia, like in Dr. Morrow's Wikipedia page, there was a photo. It was like someone took a Polaroid of everyone at this summer party uh, out on the lake in 1984 or something. And, you know, that was one of the people identified. You also see that there is a... um. In 2004, there was like, oh, Johannes Reinhardt, he retired from doing the HOA because also like we don't need an HOA anymore because we have a custodian. And why would we have an HOA of a thing that like doesn't really exist, especially as Lake Tin was incorporated into Lake Town City? 
In the picture of the Polaroid of the summer party, do I recognize anyone in that photo? Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd recognize, like, your mom and uh, and your dad. Oh, shit. I should just ask my mom if she knows who Johanna yeah, around my neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I call my mom immediately on the phone. It'd be like, oh, wow, we're talking twice in one day. It's my birthday. It's so incredible. so nice. I love it's it. It's because I love you. Ma, I had a question about a guy. Yeah. Do you remember a guy named Johannes Reinhardt? Oh, yeah. He, uh, real stickler about icicles. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> you know, when the icicles hang down, you got to make sure that everyone in the HOA has to have the same. He was the HOA president of uh, all the, you know, Laketon a while ago. And, you know, if you didn't knock down the icicles during the winter, well, I'm like, I'm not there in the winter. It's like, oh, it's still your problem. You still need to deal with it. And I, he was a real, real asshole about uh, excuse, sorry, Mary, Mary Magdalene and baby <laughs> Jesus. Um, it was a real asshole. Do you have any, like, pictures of, like, early Laketon and, like, maybe he's in any of these? Yeah, oh, sure. I'm sure I have some al- photo albums around that you could come look at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I might come back tomorrow. We can go to church and then I'll come look at the, uh, <laughs> the photo albums. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, also, Ma, you were around for the first election for Lake Town City. Who did Maya Morrow run against? Oh, my God. So long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that, yeah, that guy. Yeah. It was him. Okay, it cool. Was him. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. Thank yeah. you, Ma. Yeah. He's old now. <laughs> but, like, you're old now. First of all, wow. Wow. To your own mother who could take you in, who brought you into this world and take you out of it. First of all, wow. I love you. You're going to have to do a lot more than that. Okay, I'm coming to church and looking through photo albums in your house tomorrow. That's enough. <laughs> oh, well, now we're going to church. Perfect. Wonderful. Uh, but no, he was, uh, he, he was, his family, the, the Reinhardts had a house in Laketon for a very long time and he was a second or third or fourth you know there are a lot of them so he was he was pretty old at the you know I was just a, a young a young buck like you running around with your father avoiding mob hits you know every 22 year old dream mm-hmm. um and he was he was in his 50s at that time okay. and I, back in 1985 so he's old now I don't I hope he's still alive Eric, this is going to be a weird question. When I met Brett, how old was he? Good question. Brett was in his mid-40s. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Did Brett resemble um, Johannes as we see him in the photo? Uh, why, don't you guys, why don't you make an investigation check? 17. 17. Yeah, family resemblance. Not the same guy, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's like his, his nephew his or his son or something like yeah. that. Huh. Mm. And John Paul, did you have any any idea besides just corresponding on the dark web? Like, did he ever mention like where he was or a pop culture reference you didn't understand? Like, let's let's really sort of you know CSI this right here. Yeah, I mean, he really uh, he made a lot of references. I now realize was War Games. You know, the movie War Games. Okay. <laughs> Matthew Broderick was in it. Oh wow. It was like, and the Wizard. You remember the wizard? Mm-mm. It was actually a movie that was used at just as marketing for the the Super Nintendo, which is kind of kind of funny. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and he I was a that. big like '80s guy. He was yeah, from like the '80s. 80s. He's probably 80s a child of the '80s. Got it. Okay. '80s and '90s. Yeah, lots of those. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why he gave me the. You know, that's why he used an N64. That's a good mm. point. Yeah. 
Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. He, he covered his tracks pretty well. I mean, I looked at the website. The website was pretty... He just, like, had all of his accolades and, and all that stuff on him. I, I didn't remember his name. It just, like, he, he scrubbed his name and it didn't have any photos. But, like, it seemed legit and I compared all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, even that would have been really helpful, um, apart from the, the money. So, you know, that was great. Thank you. No, for sure. Definitely. You guys get, all get a text from the Dr. Morrow group chat, the one with Des, January, her, and all of you guys. And Dr. Morrow, Dr. Morrow says, uh, No pressure. You know, if there was, in fact, you were stuck in a time loop, and that was just a thing that you couldn't do and you weren't up on the time loop things, did you end up going over to the gallery and, and checking that thing out? Super did. <laughs> uh, we did a lot. Everything is okay, except that many of those items um, probably can still do stuff. So I would suggest, you know, maybe tracking down more of your refuse and making sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. <laughs> Find your trash, doctor. Find your trash. Uh, the, the next text is Dr. Morrow going, uh... <laughs> and then a link to a video from Channel 7 and a Half News oh, no. where they're at the art gallery. And they're reporting on a big explosion, or as they're calling it, that happened at the art gallery. Basically, someone touched the guitar. Oh, no. (laughs) And if you remember, when you don't roll incredibly well like Brandon did, when you touch the guitar, the guitar strings just vibrate out and create a massive uh, audio burst out. It's like, I'm here at by- Byron Zorn's art gallery where multiple people were injured in a Dr. Morrow related ar- <laughs> oh, no. artifact oh, attack. So someone touched the guitar and it, then it like shot everyone out and then it also turned on the air conditioning oh, which no. then froze like a bunch of people. And it's like, some are injured from the frostbite, other people were thrown 20, 30, even 40 feet through walls in some way. Luckily, these were just plaster walls, and uh, they were most of the people were able to able to survive. This is why you need a proper curator for your art galleries, so they can look at this stuff and be like, "This isn't poison." Put everything in the museum. Come on. I'm gonna add Carmen to the group chat and say SOS. Carmen, help. Carmen, help. Carmen texts. <laughs> the video continues, and uh, the reporter says, We have here a witness who is actually uh, one of the injured. Uh, hey, hey, excuse me, miss, can you, uh, would you have a chance uh, to talk? And uh, the woman steps up and flicks her bob over oh, to no. one side, and that is goddamn Shannon Redwine. Fucking <laughs> Shannon Redwine. This is the next day, so she's wearing, she's wearing the exact same jumpsuit that Byron Zorn was wearing the day before. <laughs> Poser. And she's like, oh, yeah, hi. Um, wow, I can't believe that happened. I was just standing there minding my own business, and all of a sudden there was a big explosion, and I was just thrown, and uh, it was just, it was pretty, it was pretty traumatic for me. I, I don't, th- I don't know how I'm going to be able to survive. And the reporter says, well, you see, you were, in fact, people said you were thrown 30 feet through the front wall of the gallery. How are you okay? You look fine. And she says, oh, well, you know, I've actually, you know, in my regimens that I do, I feel (laughs) it really helped me. I just want to say I'm actually, you know, the thing that actually keeps me together and keeps my stamina up so that I'm able to run uh, five miles every day and survive being thrown through uh, walls is that uh, I get juice and I always make sure to put my vitamin N supplement in the juice. 
And I don't, I'm not just saying this because I am an influencer and I'm affiliated with the Vitamin N Corporation, but I think that is really the thing that saved me here today. This is, it is, it is totally natural. It's 100% organic. It's harvested right here in Lake Town City. Oh, and motherfucker. It actually comes from the, uh, it actually comes from, uh, you know, the Greek word, uh, the Greek word, it's mycormediation, which is oh. like the real scientific world. <laughs> It's a, it mean it's Latin, it means restoring balance, and like that's what I'm doing to my body. It's, uh, it's yells restored. at their phone, no it doesn't! <laughs> it just restores balance in my body. Uh, oh. And the reporter says, oh, well, it seems that, uh, hold on, a Byron Zorn is about to make a statement, hold on, we're gonna... And he like points to the camera, and now like all these reporters are holding up their microphones, and the camera is now trained on Byron Zorn, who's walked through the front. And again, we, we, you haven't really interacted with Byron Zorn, but he's a big dude like he he's like taller than everyone else there he's like six six even with another statement hat and another like incredible jumpsuit with a different floral print on it he's like all right hold on everybody it's nice to see you it's nice to see you i know it's not a good thing it's like oh hey jake how's your how's your wife going and jake's like oh man great <laughs> and he like points over to shannon in the back of like hey great minds great minds right great minds <laughs> okay um Listen, uh, this has been a real tragedy that's happened here. I, I listen. I take full responsibility. I didn't. This was just an artistic piece uh, that I had from recovering uh, Dr. Cassandra Morrow's things. I didn't know that they were dangerous. There should have been a label on them. And listen, it is in fact our fascination. The reason why we were doing this in the first place is because our fascination with Dr. Morrow is dangerous. These things seem funny and silly, but they are in fact bad news and dangerous. And I listen, I didn't know. This is on me. I should have done more of my due diligence. I thought Dr. Morrow, I thought our mayor would have been able to involved in things that were more much more safe, but I guess not. So for I want to say I'm sorry for my negligence for not looking into these things more clearly, because I trusted what Dr. Cassandra Morrow, our mayor for so many years. What she had done. And really, isn't that the art piece in the, in, that's the real art piece here. Everyone, anyone who is injured, I'm paying for your hospital bills. Don't worry, bill it right to me. Uh, you can also go on the insurance that I've set up for everyone in the art gallery. You can just come on my health insurance for a certain amount of time. It's fine. And yes, I'll be, t I'll take questions. And then there's like a scrum of reporters taking questions. And uh, that's where the video ends. He's got a rougher mayor, isn't he? He'd be a good mayor. <laughs> He'd be a good mayor. Except for the fact that we are deeply and inextricably affiliated with Dr. Morrow. <sighs> so, uh, do you know who is that? Who's who's what? Oh, who is the guy with the statement hat? You were in his. You were in his art gallery multiple times. I wasn't paying attention. I was doing like a. You need like to a, stop paying attention. Like a mission for love. <laughs> You know, I think the deepest love is uh, awareness and responsibility to those around us. So maybe <laughs> cool. maybe that's something that you think about. Wow. Thank you. He reaches into the bag and gives you another $10,000. Hey, <laughs> John Paul, I really, I really want you not to give me any more money in the course of our friendship. Val takes it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, no, it's for Aggie. No. Do not try to slap this away from me. Okay, fine. Gee. Thanks for thanks for giving me uh, that apartment tip. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I will put in a nice reference for you. Okay, well, I can probably just pay it in cash. So like I but like I think they'll really like me. Yeah, but it's little Italy. You need a reference. Okay. <laughs> cool. 
Why don't you all make a perception check for me? Ooh, a 16. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got a 21. I used a luck point to re-roll, so I'll mark that down. Smart. 8 plus 9 for 17. Okay. Still rolled the lowest. <laughs> With a 16, you guys look around and you realize you're in juice, right? <laughs> and you're like... Eric, it wasn't a 2. No, I, you look around you're in juice. And you're like, wait. Wait a second. And who you rolled the highest, Aggie? I 21. All right, Val, Milo, you look up at the big, you know, menu. It's uh, uh, up behind the counter. And you look and you're seeing at the supplements is vitamin M. Mm. And then, Aggie, you see that the juice barista, the juicista, yes. <laughs> slides a bright orange smoothie to uh, like a woman in her mid- mid-30s with her a tight bun <laughs> who is walking up to grab it. And she says, orange razzle-dazzle with vitamin M supplement for Sandra. And Sandra comes up and grabs it and says, thanks, and walks out. Yeah, we're going to have to stop this, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to hold Dr. Morrow accountable for several decades of irresponsible administration, recover our reputations uh, in the eyes of the Lake Town City public, and, you know, stop this performance-enhancing drug from being distributed in a franchise of juice stations statewide. It also tastes bad. It's just, just tastes bad. Why would yeah. you get it? I don't know. Well, apparently it's given everyone fucking superpowers, so that's why they're getting it. That makes sense. <sighs> Val, can you make an insight check for me? Or yeah. make it, sorry, make a history check. Oh no, can I do insight? I'm better at that. It's, it's history, I'm sorry. Three. Okay. Fuck Shannon Redwine. Seriously, fuck Shannon Redwine. <laughs> fuck Shannon Redwine. <laughs> Ugh. As we leave, can I duck into the alley and check the like the cardboard stacks next to the dumpster to see if there's any branding mm. vitamin M related? Smart. Great fucking idea. Do an investigation check for me. Good job. Can I give Amanda the help action of some kind? Yeah, you guys can cool. do it together. Oh yeah, I'll cast guidance too. Yeah, do it. So I'll give okay. you advantage plus guidance. Oh, great. And you walk to the alley and you see 14 freegans in the <laughs> dumpster of juice. Yeah, yeah. You have to push the freegans out of the way. And is guidance a D4? Yes. Okay, that totals to a 17. Pretty good. All right, 17. This isn't like, it's not in the dumpster like you were. So it's very funny. We're back at the yeah. dumpster yeah. in the alley next to the juice where you were when the Night of Mirrors was, was coming by. Fucking memories, right? And I think that the dumpster is empty, though. There's no trash bags in there for you to root around with or for you to, like, find actual, like, food garbage. Mm. But I think that you do see that there is a, not a pallet necessarily, but, like, a cardboard box with, like, the plastic on it and maybe someone had ripped it out there. And, like, in millennial styling, you know, like, the sans serif and, like, the bold colors. And everything is, like, (laughs) uh, like, a lavender like lavender and white and black, I guess, are kind of, is kind of the branding. And it's for like there's a there's a cardboard box for vitamin M. Uh, make yourself better is the tagline. Is there like a shipping like business address on there? Mm, yeah, there is an address on there, which is to uh, address that would be out in the marshes. Okay. Damn. Uh, I put the box down in frustration and just open my phone. Is there a list of like companies Byron Zorn owns? Ooh. Make an Arcana check. Can I also do a help, another help action for Aggie here? Yeah. 
Uh, 15. Is guidance for one minute or is it just for one roll? Rando. Uh, oh, that's a question. good question. It's up to one minute. All right. Roll, yeah, for, roll that D4. All right. Great idea, Julia. All right. Got it once at 16. 16. Still good. Better than 15. There's one more. I'm going to say that Byron Zorn is kind of just like a, you know, you don't know where his money comes from. He's just like one of those people who seems to be rich from doing absolutely nothing. Like mm. he's over six feet tall. So people give him opportunities. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. But, you know, he's he's not like a VC guy. This is like when Ashton Kutcher went on Shark Tank, you know? Sure. So he's not like a VC guy necessarily or an investor, but like he has money, he dabbles. And I think like there's a profile of him written up in Average Bear where he's like, he's like, yeah, I've been like looking into things that I think I really want to like improve the environment and like the way that we consume food and, and, and like our personal nutrition and stuff. And like, I've been doing a lot of stuff, like watching my, the food that I eat all the time and really like hitting my macros. So like he's into like this field but you do not have he didn't say like i'm the chief invest there's no like bulletin <laughs> saying i'm the chief sure. investor of vitamin m but he's like into macros and and nutrition and stuff supplements and yeah 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 gotcha hmm. yep. all right the wellness industry exactly he's into wellness capital yeah. w wellness have there been any like articles written about this vitamin m a hundred percent i think that over the last few months specifically you see a lot of like trend pieces about vitamin m mm, okay it's on the gloop Blog. It's by Gloop, yeah. <laughs> I'll share this information with everybody and be like, maybe we can set up some surveillance on that warehouse, but I, I have a sneaking suspicion that this is all pretty related. This seems like a publicity stunt if I ever smelled one. Yeah, I could ask around, see if, uh, you know, certain people are involved in distributing, you know, either illegally or not uh, the mushrooms. Yeah, and John Paul, if you could just like, next time you're you're... Is it inside the dark web? On the dark web? <laughs> I, you are the dark web? I, I'm, a part of, I'm part of the dark web. Yeah, so next time you guys like In the dark merge, web, the dark web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shadows. Um, if you could figure out how to buy some vitamin M uh, or those truffles, that would be really interesting to see who is selling them. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. Don't buy them, to be clear. Yeah. Don't buy them. Okay. Don't. What? Why? You can buy whatever you want. We're not anti-drug here. <laughs> More like I don't want to put you in harm's way if the person that's selling them, <laughs> Val's like shrugging, obviously. <laughs> like less <Yeah>. concerned. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thanks for the money. Yeah. Last thing right before you guys leave. Do you guys go to the website? The Gutenberg website. Yeah, but I go on incognito mode on yes. my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you do that with John Paul there? Probably like he's he's walking away and we're kind of like hanging out outside as each of us is figuring out where to go next. And I think we'd probably do it then. Yeah. Cool. Whose phone are you doing it on? You can do it on mine and we'll put it on incognito mode. Okay. There's like a tab of street easy open. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go on to guten, guten, <laughs> gutenb.org. <laughs> and so John Paul described it as just kind of like a basic website. Someone threw it together on a website builder just to throw up the information, right? You go on Gutenberg, and it's a video, and it starts playing, and the camera is focused, just like on a tripod, just focused on this, like, massive oak desk. There are leather touches all throughout the room. There's uh, bookcases on either side, 
and you see that there's a very large wingback chair with the back facing you. And then it turns around, and it's Brett. But Brett, instead, is not wearing, like, the car hard and the pre-rumpled jeans that you saw him in. He's wearing, like, a suit but no tie and, like, two buttons are, are off of, like, the incredibly starched white shirt. And, like, you can, like, see the, the suit jacket that he's wearing is, like, midnight blue with, like, white stitching in it. He turns around and says, Ah, LT3. I didn't think it would take this long. Well, if you've uh, seen this website and you're watching this video, that means the time loop is over and uh, you've compromised that fucking idiot John Paul. Good, I guess. I'm sure I can't really tell the difference of when you've messed up or not because, uh, you know, time. But I'm willing to take that risk. It's a risk I know. I don't want the upside. You probably have a lot of questions here, so I'm just going to tell you everything. I hate Dr. Morrow because she is unethical and she's bad at her job. I was an intern at Morrow Corp. I saw her recklessness. She left so much on the table of what we can do for our city, for our world. And also, she never remembered my name. <laughs> she thought it was Brent. It wasn't Brent. If she's picking power people to be better, I don't trust her. I think we need a better crop than you doofuses that are running around here. So I want you to know, and I'm saying it right now, I'm the one pushing the one-up truffles. Try to stop me. You can't. Also, uh, multi-tool. I hope uh, you have a job to support, too. And then, Val, the video ends, and then your phone just, like, goes up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just holding it like, motherfucker, come on. I think Val also turns to the other two and be like, I will burn the marshes down before I let him win this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to text Tegan. Yeah. Hey, is everything okay? I'm doing some heroing and uh, I want to make sure that you're all right. What? Oh, yeah, no, everything's fine. Uh, the article's doing really well. You guys are... Everyone's talking about all the wonderful things that you guys have done for them. It's awesome. I, I mean, I knew it, but it's oh, it's just awesome. Yeah, the article is amazing. The, the graphic was great. Whoever did that, like, please thank them for me. Um, okay, I'll I'll check in with you later. Sorry to, to bother you at work. It's just, ugh. No, it's cool. Okay. Um, should I be worried? Why don't you let me pick you up from work? Okay, I'm just at I'm just at my my spot. I'm not working right now. I'm gonna have to go. The, I have like, oh oh. Did you want to do something this weekend? I, I have to go back to New York City. They, they're doing like a big average bear meeting, so uh, I'm gonna go back on on Sunday and go back to my apartment and then go in on Monday. So we can't hang out this weekend. Oh no, it's it's fine. Do you mind? How about I bring you dinner tonight? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. No, that sounds great. Cool. I'll I'll be by in in an hour or so. I think Gutenberg's gonna get Tegan fired. Uh oh. Milo's gonna text his dad and just real quick be like, hey, heads up, pops, uh, new bad guy on the scene goes by the name of Johannes Reinhardt Jr., aka Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> See if, if you can give me any inf info, like, you know, legally, let me know. Uh, thanks. 
the pops thing was a joke. P.S. Bye. Nice. You get a you get a text from a uh, messaging service that you didn't know was on your phone. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's literally it's like of a ghost holding a phone to its ear <laughs> is the is the image of the app and you get a text there and be like Milo in the future please text me on this app but I will <laughs> keep an eye out of course um, as you guys are standing in front of Juice just like you know open handed trying to figure out what's happening with with Val's smoldering phone <laughs> on the <laughs> On the ground, I think that like we have a panel that like zooms out and zooms out away from you. So we see, do you know, you start to just be a speck on the pavement outside and in downtown Lake Town City. And then we zoom in to the loft in New York City where Danny lives. And Danny is standing on the roof of his building with the wind whipping around. And he seems to just be like in a fugue state. And you see that like he's just painting with abandon kind of we see the back of a canvas on an easel and you see like he has like the same like fog around him of when preserver used to heal people he just has this fog around him as he's literally painting and like his eyes have no color to them except for like this this orangey swirl that's around him and then eventually there's like another panel where the orangey stuff disappears and like Danny like comes back to his senses. He's like, oh. Alright, like, let's see what I did. <laughs> and then the final panel is of the painting. And on one side is multi-tool stretching out towards the center of the painting. And on the other side is preserver stretching out with her other hand with her glow coming off of her hand. Say what now? What? What? Uh, 